Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. You know, there are many philosophies about education, and Charlotte Mason, a British educator, believed a child's education not only involved his mind, but the entire person. Today, we're going to talk about ways to help you with your homeschool journey. Stay tuned. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I'm your host for Vintage Homeschool Moms. Well, you know, as a past educator and a current homeschool educator, I have had to wrap my head around the various methods of teaching as well as looking at some of the philosophies within the homeschool movement. And I have to say one of my favorites is Charlotte Mason. Now today we're not going to have a lot of time to go through Charlotte Mason's methodology and I hope to do a future show on the different methodologies within homeschooling. Today I'm just going to touch on them briefly. But one of the things I loved that she said was that creating an environment in your home would really be conducive for your child's learning. And we have to look at our homes, how they're set up, and the ways that our child can learn within the confines of the home. And so in today's session, I want to talk about some teaching uh, tips for you and ways that you um, will look at learning differently, I'm hoping, um, after the session. Be sure to catch the other um, recording that I did on encouraging your child to find their gifts. It was a recording that was really from the heart, and it was giving your kids time to find their passion. And I think you'll really enjoy that one as well. Now, as I'm recording this, it's really the beginning of a school year, and I don't want you to think, well, gosh, I just started the year off, and I don't want to reanalyze my school year. 
But no matter when you listen to this podcast, realize that we can always take time to reanalyze what we're doing and make it better. And if we can do that and take a little bit of time to look at our school year, I think that we'll all have much better experiences. What made me think about doing this session was talking to my daughter. Now, my daughter is in her early 30s, and she's homeschooling um, several little ones, and then she has some little, little ones that are in the midst. So Christina um, has six children, and she's homeschooling three of the six. So that means she has some toddlers and a, a new little baby. And one of the things she shared with me that she was disappointed in how her year was going. And the reason for this was that she found that while the children were progressing and doing a good job, there really wasn't a lot of incentive to finish their work because there weren't any fun projects planned. Now, I have to blame myself for her feelings because... I geared a lot of our early homeschool days around fun learning. I really believed that homeschooling should be experiential and that the children should enjoy their time homeschooling. So I made a great effort to do this. And at the time, I had two children, my daughter Christina and my son Neil. And so it was rather easy for me to, um, you know, come up with these really fun lessons, change around some of their um, worksheets so that their names would appear in the sentences. When we when we did grammar, I remember putting sentences on our on our uh, blackboard back then. We didn't have marker boards, and um, you know, creating some really fun activities so that they would be laughing as they were finding the nouns and the verbs in a sentence. Well, fast forward many years of homeschooling later, uh, sometimes my enthusiasm isn't quite what it was back then. Can I just say that I'm a little bit older? And I found that learning, real learning takes place after the books are put away and when the kids delve into what they're really interested in. And that's why I recommended that the other podcast uh, that I created on children finding their passion because when a child finds what they really like it's amazing how much learning will take place so of course uh, going back to my daughter and how she was feeling about her homeschool this year she had gone to um, more of a structured homeschool because she knew she was going to have a baby this summer and so she planned her year so she wouldn't be worried about trying to get together a lot of materials or supplies or setting the scene for fun craft things. So we talked over what she was studying and she's doing um, a medieval period of time. And she in the past had already touched on this topic and you will find that in homeschooling that a lot of times you'll touch on the same topics that you've learned in previous years. So a lot of the um, recommendations in the curriculum that she was using were things that she had already done. But since I've had quite a bit more experience than she has, we were able to talk and come up with some things that she could do very easily very inexpensively and be able to say to the children you know when we get this done this is the fun project that we're going to do later and those are the kind of things that I want you to look at your home school and see if you have some of those things planned into your year I also want to preface this talk with saying that whatever it is that you decide to do with your children don't consider that 
you are a failure if you're not measuring up to, you know, Sally Joe next door down the street or in, you know, whatever fabulous co-op. As a young homeschool mom, we did a lot of co-ops. And as my children got older, we pulled back from the co-ops because they became involved in other things. And I really think it's interesting that I look at a lot of other families who don't do co-ops when their kids are younger, but then decide to do them when they're older and in high school. So look at your lifestyle, what works for you, and make it fit for you. You don't need to worry about what I'm doing or what Christina's doing or, like I said, the girl down the street. Just look at what is going to work for you. But I do want you to spend some time in analyzing your year because you don't want to go through the whole year and think that you've done a bad job. Now, I I want to tell you that there are you know, no failures out there in the homeschool world for moms that are really trying. You're doing your best. You're trying to keep the house in order. You're, you know, taking care of a family and adding homeschool in the mix. And many of you listening to this may even have little part-time jobs that you do. And so those things take a lot of time. And you need to, to realize at times when you are feeling overwhelmed, that you need to just stop, take a breath, and take a break. You know, I try to plan one day a week that is our catch-up day. That doesn't mean that we're not doing school, but it means that's the day when the kids can catch up and take a test or finish um, writing a paper or, you know, do that craft project that you've put off all week. And by having that one day a week, for us it's a Friday, it really helps us to get caught up and, you know, tie up all those loose ends. It also allows me some time to look over what we're doing and to tweak it and to change it. I want to share a story with you that as a young homeschool mom, I um, came to homeschooling with an education background and with the thoughts that Um, I really didn't want to homeschool, and I was giving this homeschooling thing a try. And we were going to try it for six months, and if it didn't work, then my son was going to go, you know, back into school. And at that time, my daughter was going to a, a preschool. And so I started my son out with a math workbook. And very soon into it, he was struggling and having a really hard time. So I did what any, you know, normal, quote unquote, teacher would do who is in charge of my school as principal and teacher. And and I went ahead and ordered another math book. This math book wasn't any better than the first math book, but we plotted through. And so I realized that it wasn't the book that was at issue. It was the fact that my son was struggling to learn. So I quickly regrouped and we did some things that I call you know fun learning and like I said I had um, at that time it was just Neil that I was homeschooling he's older than Christina and so I quickly got um, he was doing some simple addition and he was struggling even with that so I took out um, 10 sheets of paper and I labeled them 1 through 10 and I had him for example stand if it was 2 plus 3 he would stand on the number 2 and then count three, and of course he landed on the number five. So then he could run run to his paper and write down five. So 
2 plus 3 is 5, and that's how he did his math. If it was subtraction, he would stand on the larger number and walk backwards. And at one point, I even had to tape it um, in our lanai on our, you know, on the, um, on the floor so that, you know, it didn't move. And he learned math in that way. Then we had M&Ms, and we counted M&Ms. Um, we did all kinds of, of different creative things, and I found that he was really enjoying the learning, and he was remembering it. And so that started me on my journey of doing a lot of unit studies. I found that with my children in particular, and then you know soon um, Christina came home uh, that next year, and she began school. Um, she was a little young, and she began school a little bit earlier, and and she really enjoyed that as well. So you know the question was not so much was what I was using. A good curriculum or a bad curriculum. It had to do with my method of teaching. How was I structuring my teaching so that my children could learn? And I found out again early on that workbooks and textbooks were just not going to be conducive for my ch- children's learning. If I was reading to them out of a out of a textbook, no matter how exciting it was, I was going to lose them. So if there was something that I wanted to read specifically on a, on a topic, I would give them um, you know, either paper that they could draw as they listened and it had to be something that had to do with what I was talking about or something that they could color, something to keep them focused while I was sharing with them. Now you'll have to look at your individual child because for some children, they can't draw or work on anything else and and um, and still give you their attention. Uh, so look at that and and then again tweak it so that it works for you. And you know, I do a lot of praying when things don't work out. I just stop and take that breath I was telling you about and I pray and I ask the Lord, you know, Lord, what is it that I should do? to make my learning um, or my teaching my children, you know, work better. And that's what is important. Not so much what you should be doing at that year, at that time, but how is it working within your particular home school? How are your children learning best? You know, there's a lot of um, different ways to go about this. There are different personalities of children, different personalities of parents, and I always feel like God puts these mixes together, you know, and and my husband always says, thank God we're not all the same, and that is a blessing, but but in a classroom, being so different and learning so differently, especially in a small homeschool setting, um, it can be difficult, and truly, that is the reason I used a hands-on approach. I felt that the more we were able to do, the better my children would learn. And once again, look at your home, at your environment, and see how your children learn best and tweak it to that way of learning. Now, some of you are overwhelmed and you're listening to this and just saying, you know, I don't have a spare second to be creative. And that's okay. There are so many resources out there so that you can get the help you need. And one of them is our network. 
It is an amazing wealth of information and help for you with so many great audios that are available for you to listen and download. So I highly recommend you go to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.com and listen to some of the other audios out there. Look at the topics. We have an entire podcast devoted to co-oping. And Pat Weselowski does a really good job of giving you some good information about about that kind of, of learning if that works for you. You may just want to pair up with another parent and work that way and look at, at that kind of, you know, small group setting for your children. Again, whatever works for you. Well, we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to go through a checklist with you of ideas so that you can get the most out of your homeschool year. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, if you go to VintageHomeschoolMoms.com, you'll find the checklist there that you can print out. And I'll go over this when we come right back. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I want to introduce you to my publishing company, Media Angels. I have a heart for homeschool families, and since 1994, I have poured my efforts into creating curriculum to support teaching science, especially from a creationist worldview to the homeschool community. My curriculum was selected by Kathy Duffy and her 101 top homeschool picks. Another labor of love is a three-book novel series specifically for homeschoolers with a creation focus, the Truth Seekers Mystery Series that I co-authored with my daughter, Christina. Media Angels represents uncompromising quality, not only with books, but with an online homeschool convention and this ultimate homeschool radio network with amazing show hosts. Along with books, Media Angels has produced an American history and an American government video series, as well as a family Bible study, Homeschooling with Proverbs. It has been my pleasure to mentor countless homeschool families and missionaries worldwide. I also enjoy mentoring aspiring authors with one-on-one coaching and the information in a nutshell series. If we haven't met, Please reach out. I'd love to help you on your homeschooling journey, or if you have a book, help you getting that into print. I can be found on social media and look forward to meeting you. You can reach me at MediaAngels.com. Thanks so much and hope to meet you soon. Hi and welcome back. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms and today we're going through a teaching checklist. You know, how is your new year going? I'd like you to look through this list of items I'm going to be sharing with you now and you can jot these down um, if you want to go to VintageHomeschoolMoms.com and go to Teaching Checklist, uh, the podcast there. You'll find that in the show notes. So looking at your homeschool year, even a few months after you've started, is really important. I have another audio that I've created for um, the middle of the school checkoff list and and then the end of the year checklist. And that helps you uh, round off your school year. That entire set, including this audio, will be available at MediaAngels.com at some point. Um, probably if, as you're listening to this audio, um, it may already be there. So um, go, you can go to the shopping cart and look at that website. 
Okay, so we're talking about um, looking over what you're doing for the school year, your plans, and just reevaluating and say, saying, you know, is this, um, is my year going well? Am I using some teaching methods that are working for my children? And before we go through the checklist, let's just go over some regular um, teaching methods that that I've used in the past, and I'm sure there's a lot more, and I'm probably forgetting some, or maybe even in particular something that you have done. But one of the ways that people teach is just to read something out of a book or a textbook and then discuss that with their children. So you can read a passage and then have the children answer some questions that are in a book or just give you some general discussion and allow them to share their ideas. Um, Another way is to stand up at a marker board or a chalkboard and jot down some key points as you're reading and having the kids take notes or you know it's also known as copy work. You can put a passage up there. Um, It might be something that you're going to read to them or after you've read to them and the children will copy it and usually this is a passage that is um, very well written. So the children practice copying things um, and getting into the habit, a good habit of writing well. So the idea is that by doing this copy work that they are going to be practicing uh, writing skills and also good sentence structure. So that's another method. Uh, You might cycle through some particular topics and uh, teach in a way that is topic-based. This is also known as unit studies. So in this way, three days a week, you may do some certain workbook types of activities. And then later on, the other two days, you may do some hands-on type of activities that tie in with what you've been studying. There are so many different ways to do unit studies. You could do notebooking, which is studying a topic and then creating a notebook on this topic. So, for example, let's say we're studying about Abraham Lincoln. So we'd be reading a book about Lincoln and then we'd create a notebook that has information about Abraham Lincoln, his life, some of his notable works, um, things that he did as president and so forth. You could be traditional and work through a textbook or a workbook. Uh, You can be eclectic, and that is using a lot of different things. I would consider myself more eclectic than any one particular um, way of teaching right now. And so, again, there are numerous other methods out there um, that you can use. Some of you may unschool And that is not having a particular curriculum, but letting your children uh, lead the way in what they're interested in doing and then devising ways that you can encourage them to follow things that they're very interested in and making that the major part of their day or their week. And so, you know, you'll look at these things and go back again this year Uh, you know, if it's been a few months, if it's been a month, even if it's been a few weeks. And look at some of the things that I highly suggest um, you include some or all of these things in your list of, you know, your checklist. And then you can go back over these. If this is something that you want to do or you have already done, 
uh, you can check it off. If it's something you haven't done, you may want to circle it or put a star next to it. If it's something you're never going to do or you're not interested in, then just cross it out. So I'm going to go through this list and um, we'll discuss some of these things as we go through it. The first is, you know, do you have a family mission statement? Many businesses and corporations have a mission statement because it gives them a goal and a focus to work toward. So this was something that was new to me several years ago, and we as a family created a mission statement, so we have a goal or purpose. And most of the time, it doesn't change. But at one point, it did. we did tweak it a little bit. So that's something that you may consider doing. The next is, do you have goals for the year? And these are generalized goals. Like, for example, we're going to get school done by a certain date. Or we are going to cover two uh, textbooks. We're actually doing that this year. We're finishing up biology, which took us so long last year because we kept getting off on tangents. And we're going to do anatomy. So biology is going to be completed the first part of this year. And then we're going to tackle anatomy the next part of the year. And if we need to go into the summer, we will. And my children are highly motivated not to go into the summer this year. So we have been um, really doing well with our biology schedule. And I'm sure we'll do equally well with our anatomy schedule. It's amazing what time motivation (laughs) works for teens, some teens anyway. You have specific goals for the year. What are some of the things that you want to do that is specific either to each child or to the subject that you're teaching. So look at that. You have character goals or spiritual goals for your children. Is there something that you want to work on? Now I'm going to give you the the million dollar um, advice here. And as I'm telling you this, this is pointing a finger back to me. The best way to teach your children character or any type of spiritual quality is to demonstrate it. These are things that no book can get across as well as a parent can through example. I will tell you I've bought more books on uh, goal setting and character qualities and and, you know, spiritual qualities for my children, you know, good Christian, solid Christian books. And each of those books has been a dismal failure if I'm not giving that as an example in my home. So that's my million dollar piece of advice there. Um, Okay, another one is you are teaching the core subjects. My husband used to say, all I care about is are you teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic. You know, those were all he cared about. He didn't care if we were studying about Greece or learning the Hebrew or Latin roots or my kids were talking, um, you know, speaking Italian. My two um, older ones got the Italian and then I realized we live in Florida and we need to learn Spanish, which is very close to Italian, um, which is what I am. So, You know, that's very important. Are you looking at the core subjects and at least hitting on those? Are you teaching history, science, reading and literature, writing, mathematics, algebra, so on? You know, circle the ones that you want to focus on. Cross out the ones that aren't applicable. Add to this list the subjects that are important to you. 
Are you including music and art? If those are important to you, check that off. If they're not, cross them out. If you want to get to those, put a star there. Uh, Do you include sports or even time to play outdoors? Um, Again, that is totally up to you and your family. Do you have a routine or a schedule? Now, notice I put both of those in there because some people are very schedule-oriented and some people have a routine. We actually have both. Uh, my children have a daily checkoff list that they use, and we uh, have a routine of certain things that we do during the day and the order in which we do them. Do you plan ahead, um, or are you spontaneous? Whichever one of those, look look at your year, how it's going, and see if those are applicable. Are you working closely with the children that need one-to-one mom time? Again, important especially if you have a struggling learner and if you have a hard time finding one-to-one time with this child look at some creative ways to have the other children occupied while you're working with that child now I know that the struggling learner isn't going to be one isn't going to want to work with mom one-to-one while the siblings are off having a great time or watching a special uh, movie on television or doing a fun activity or craft. And this is where you'll really have to put, you know, some ingenuity into your thought on how this is going to work well because this is very important uh, for you and for your child. And this is something um, that I would love to chat about if you're on a social media. Um, this would be a great topic for Facebook that we could talk about and just give each other ideas. Do you assign daily chores? Do you assign weekly chores? Do you have a day or at least a few hours to catch up for each week? And do you have field trips planned for the year that you will attend? Do you as a mom have time to just sit back and regroup? You know, I call it mom time. And if you don't, this is where you need to look at your schedule and see if there's any way you can get up earlier than the kids or stay up a little bit later. I know for those of you with younger kids, it's very, very difficult to do. But even if you just have a few minutes while the kids are eating lunch, you know, let them eat first. And then you grab a little something um, while they're doing something else and just have a time where you can just regroup either you know not trying to feed somebody while you're eating or having a little bit of bible time or time to journal it's it's really a good time to regroup and to just have time to pray well that's all I have for you today I am going to keep you guys in my prayers as you continue on your homeschool journey I hope the little checklist has helped you and some ideas and teaching methods for your school year again look at your year see how you can improve and change and remember there isn't anything that you're doing that is going to ruin your children you're doing the best you can keeping them home loving them caring about how they're doing not only academically but in their lives and towards their love for the Lord and that 
my dear friends, is the best that you could possibly do. And I just know that the Lord's smiling in heaven as he watches over all of us and as we endeavor to do the best we can as homeschool moms. Well, God bless, dear friends, and hope to see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.